0: I'm Trish,
1: and I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. This week, we are continuing our conversation of our, our our series, Part Three of Fifteen Things We've Learned in Fifteen Years of Marriage. And before we even get to that, I'm just going to instead of doing this at the end, I'm going to ask you right now if you've been enjoying this. If you uh, could share it with your friends, subscribe, like, all that, give us a little bit more exposure. We're not advertising this necessarily. We're trying to spread it word of mouth. So if you've been enjoying that, please do so. So to jump right in, uh, again, bringing this up, we've been married 15 years. We just celebrated our 15-year anniversary on Thursday. And these are just things that it's not the whole list, but we thought, well, 15, 15, right? You remember in the first part of this series, we talked about a little bit about fighting. You're going to fight. Yep. And this next thing we're going to talk about is apologizing.
0: Which is super hard, I think, to admit that you're wrong. And that's why learning to apologize early on in your marriage is so important.
1: It's very easy to deflect and to get defensive and to try to uh, make excuses, but... If there's a reason to apologize, it's honestly the best is to just apologize, and sometimes it takes many apologies, and it, it doesn't fix things right away, but if if you know you're wrong, it's best to just admit it and apologize.
0: Right, and it's okay to apologize even for how a situation is or how something was perceived. Like, in marriage, I think there's a lot of miscommunication that can happen, and to acknowledge that with one another and to admit, hey, I'm sorry. It is not what I meant. I didn't mean it to come out that way or or something like that. And then just to help clarify the situation. I know that happens with us sometimes where I think Thaddeus means something one way and it's not how he means it at all. We're and he's, very,
1: I think both of us are very sarcastic people. Right. And you'd think we would learn in 15 years of how each other, you know comes across sometimes, but sometimes I think we get too wrapped up into our own uh, thoughts and ideas to realize that no, that's not what they meant at all, and to be able to sit, take a back seat there. Still, it's still like Trisha saying, even if I was being sarcastic or joking about something and I offended her and I didn't mean to, it's still important for me to apologize for that.
0: I think that's. That's so cool is if you can learn to apologize and own up for things, even if it's misinterpreted or misspoken, just because there is, we can apologize for the fact that maybe we didn't clarify in our communication what we were trying to say. And obviously we feel really hurt that somebody, it, we feel really bad that we hurt somebody's feelings.
1: Which then leads us into the next thing, which would be to forgive each other.
0: First Peter four eight says, above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. One thing that you're definitely going to need to learn how to do if you want to be in a happy marriage is, yes, apologize, but really learn how to forgive. And not just in word, not just saying, yes, I forgive you, but really in your heart, learning how to forgive somebody when they've hurt you. Because if here's the thing, you're going to hurt each other and you'll have those times where maybe you do something that really offends that person or really is hurtful. And so how do you, yes, apologize, but how do you really accept forgiveness in your heart and, and work through that place of being healthy? And the Bible also says that love, you know, you don't keep a record or wrong. And so to be able to acknowledge a situation, address it with one another, talk about it, but then also release the person of that burden and that guilt. Because if you keep hammering them over the head with it that basically like degrades them and lowers them to the standard that you're saying like, hey, you did this. So you're always going to be that way. So puts that expectation over them and their lives really low. Like if that is held me to my weakest moments all the time and that's all he ever reminded me of, I I would feel like what's the point in trying to impress him or what's the point in in trying to better myself because all he does is remind me of this bad part or this bad thing that I did.
1: Yeah. There's, it's definitely, Trish was saying, you know, meaning it, not just saying it. I mean, we're parents and when our kids get into little fights and you have one apologize to the other and then you, the other one says they forgive them, you know, but it's, it's like, okay, don't just say it you need to mean it. So if you're just saying it to say it, that's not what we're looking for. So it's it's just important that you really learn how to uh work with each other and figure each other out and if you can't really forgive them right on the spot, take that time and let them know you need to have some time to think about it and and to pray about it and not just be totally I I, I want to forgive you, but I'm not, you know, I need some I'm here to heal first.
0: Right. And Proverbs talks about how love covers offenses or like when you cover when you seek to cover an offense or forgive an offense, your your goal is love. And Proverbs talks about that. And then it also says that when you repeat the matter you separate yourself from your close friends and those by you. So how do you cover somebody's offenses in love, but yet you also go through the process of healing and forgiveness and takes a lot of time to learn how to do that in a healthy way that you can not arbor those feelings of of resentment or frustration or hatred towards each other. But instead, I would hope to receive from Thaddeus the same, the same grace that I also do give him.
1: Next on our list is, is a simple one but it's important, but it's you tell each other, I love you. Yes, we've been married for 15 years. And yes, we've been together for almost 19 years. And we've said it countless times. And sometimes it, it might just be in passing. Sometimes it's a, you know the end of a conversation on the phone or whatever. But it's still important for those simple three words of affirmation to say to each other.
0: Yeah, and there's so much power in words. So just saying those words out loud to one another every day, multiple, multiple times a day, every time we have a contact with each other on the phone or in person, it's, it's just there's power, there's life, and there's energy and passion that comes through words. And so when you communicate just the simple three words, I love you, it helps solidify that more and more and more.
1: And if Trish didn't say it to me today, like just all of a sudden one day she just didn't say it to me, would I notice? Maybe not, right? Mm-hmm. But if it was a couple of days in a row, I'd be that's really odd, right? I mean, it'd be really odd because I'd be saying it to her. She wasn't <laughs> yeah. saying it back. But, I mean, if, if we went down a, a road of it not being said, I just think it would be eventually it would become commonplace and then eventually it would become... Wait do they still love me? Mm-hmm. I haven't heard it right or or all of a sudden they do say and it's like, "Wow, you haven't said that in a while you know so I, I just think it's a good it's a good habit not to do it out of necessity not to do it out of oh I have to say I love you right but you got to mean it just like we're saying you got to mean it when you apologize, you got to mean it when you forgive mean it when you say I love you." do that more than you're having to apologize and forgive and then next would be intimacy and that's a variety of things kids plug your ears it is sex (laughs) that's one way it's not just that but it is that it's being together it's sharing it could be just sitting down at the table and sharing having a cup of coffee together and sharing time together in a one-on-one situation being intentional with it and it's not always just about sex but as a big point of it and that's a big reason why we put it on the list
0: and make sure that you communicate with each other about what you expect in your intimacy lifestyle or just like The more open you are about what you want or what you're feeling about your intimacy with each other, the healthier relationship would be. So we could have also put this under the communication one from last week, but learning to have these awkward conversations with one another is really healthy and then making that a priority that you figure that out. And one thing that we would suggest, it's another podcast that we listen to together and... We would suggest if you are married and you want to work on your romantic relationship with your spouse, I would highly suggest, I think both of us would highly suggest One Extraordinary Marriage podcast.
1: Yeah, it's a good podcast. We listen to it together. Um,
0: Creates good conversations. Not
1: regularly, but it's definitely one that we're not going to listen to in the car with the kids in it because it's going to bring up way more awkward conversations than we're we're going to be prepared for at this point with uh, some of the ages of our kids, but it's definitely a good podcast to listen to. It's definitely, um, they're Christians. It's Christ centered. Um,
0: and they're a lot less bashful than we are about it, but they're also very God glorifying when they talk about stuff. So it is a really healthy podcast, at least in our experience to listen to as a Christian married couple Because here's the thing, in my opinion, as Christians, we should have the best sex lives as Christian married couples. So I would highly encourage you, if you would like to work on this, then check out the podcast. It's really great. We're not that kind of a podcast. Yes, we're bringing it up this week, but that's kind of not our focus. But we would gladly suggest you to listen to that one and hope you enjoy that.
1: And I'm sure you can find it on any platform that you're listening to us on. They're way more well-known than are, so
0: and they have an instagram it's fun to follow too
1: and then the the last thing of the 15 things that we've learned in 15 years of marriage is to pray for one another yes and it's not taking time and praying together necessarily it can be but it's a it's a daily thing if i'm having my alone time with god i'm praying for my wife i'm praying for trish in whatever that it maybe is more of a general prayer sometimes and maybe it's more specific about something she has ongoing on, going on during the day um but it's also i mean even just there's times in trish's life or my life where we have something more specific and we ask each other to pray for us or are stressed out about something and i think it's really important that we as a married couple something we've learned to do for each other is to lift each other up in prayer
0: Mm -hmm. and that's something thaddeus does a really good job at leading me in his prayer i also when we first got married i read a book called the power of a praying wife and i cannot remember who it's by but i will say it shifted the trajectory of our marriage and where I was at in what I was expecting in our marriage and in our life. And it's a book I've suggested to a lot of people that I've counseled over the years in regards to marriage. And essentially what I really walked away with, and there's so much more to the book, but what I really walked away with is when I find faults in Thaddeus and when I go to the Lord complaining about him, that's okay to do because Thaddeus is, is God's and he cares for him and he and he is, you know, creating Thaddeus into a mighty man of God and, and that. But when I go to God in prayer because I'm frustrated with Thaddeus, I also need to go to God in prayer because of myself and to ask God to help me with like if I'm frustrated with him. For example, when we talked in our first podcast that we thought a lot about dishes, one thing that really helped me change my approach in a lot of those early years of mar- to marriage was prayer and was even just reading the book, The Power of a Praying Wife. But it helped me to see that I may feel like I need to pray to God and complain to God about Thaddeus. But there's also a lot of issues that I'm bringing to the table. And how do I pray that God helps me to... like? We said earlier, cover those sins, cover the multitude of sins, because that's what love does. And so how can I ask God to help me improve in different areas that would make me a better wife and a more enjoyable partner and somebody that Thaddeus isn't sitting on the corner of the rooftop hiding from me, but he's like the Bible talks about, but he's present with me and he wants to be with me. And I'm a joy for him to come home to like, I want to be the type of wife that, brings Thaddeus joy too. And one thing that has really helped me in becoming a better wife and person has been my prayer life and just even the little nuggets I took away from reading that book. So... Another suggestion. I know we've we've suggested a lot of things on this podcast. Now we suggested last week we Google calendars. Now, one extraordinary marriage and power of praying wife. But hey, if they're tools that help us, we want to share them with you and tell you about them. But we're not being sponsored or anything.
1: And if there's something that we have mentioned and you don't want to go back to figure out what it was that we mentioned, or you have questions, maybe something that we haven't brought up, you can go ahead and email us at. Info at com. Email us your questions. Email us prayer requests. And again, like I said at the beginning, if you can like and share the podcast, if you're enjoying it, that'd be great. This will do it for the 15 things we've learned in 15 years of marriage.
0: Next week, we'll probably not be talking about marriage specifically, but it was fun to do three weeks talking about that.
1: So until next time, I'm Thaddeus.
0: And I'm Trish, and we love you guys.